Hello and welcome to another episode of the Candid Fade Pod. Oh my god, I'm oh, what? Did you Okay. I'm not even going to delete that. <laughs> to the Candid Faith podcast. Wow. Okay, so note to future self, don't say that fast <laughs> ever in the intro. <laughs> Um, welcome back. Welcome if you're new. Um, Candid Faith is a podcast where we just sit as girlfriends or brothers and sisters, <laughs> depending on who listens to this podcast. Um, and we just have real and relevant conversations for Christians. And um, my name is Shelby, and um, I am not really anyone special. (laughs) I am a youth leader. I am a Bible study leader, like a group leader. Uh, I'm a wife, a dog mom. Yeah. (laughs) An adventurer. Um, I started this podcast because I love to have real genuine conversations with people. And, um, I also just love to talk about my faith, like point blank. I love to talk about Jesus. Um, if I can bring him up in a conversation, I will. I'm like that TikTok That's like, if you want advice from me, you have to be willing and ready to hear about Jesus because I'm going to talk about him. (laughs) I'm going to talk about like, God is going to be brought up in this conversation. So please know that moving forward. (laughs) Um, uh, okay. So today was like crazy, but I wanted to sit down and record this because I do have my first episode coming out this Friday and I want to make sure that I'm not overwhelming myself. I just want to, and these like recording these podcasts are so comfortable. Like I'm literally sitting on a pillow on the floor with like my coffee table pushed forward towards me, like a little table, like a little recording table. I have my journal open because I did want to make sure I knew kind of what I wanted today's topic to be about, um, just because it's been the most influential, the heaviest in my life and the most important. And so I really want to talk about it while I'm in it and like, while I'm going through it, um, because it's important and it's something like, I love sharing lessons that I'm learning, not have learned like that is important as well, but I think it's important to share like what we're going through now. Um, as we go through it so that others can see our process of like how we're working through certain things. Cause I don't want to forget, I don't want to forget these sweet moments. Like every, every like six months, definitely every year, my relationship with God grows stronger, but it also, it changes like in a good way, but it just evolves. And I just don't want to forget these sweet moments. Like a lot of people talk about, like I told a friend who was recently saved, I was like, please just like enjoy and be intentional about this season of your life because you will never experience what it's like to be a new believer for the first time again. Even if you walk away from faith, like I pray that never happens, but even if you do, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, but it's also different. Like, um, I don't know how to explain that. (laughs) Hopefully you kind of get where I'm going with that, but it's just beautiful. And every season of life, I just don't want to forget what it's like to walk with God in it, no matter what it looks like. So this is kind of me doing that. And today's podcast episode is going to be about just being in the presence of God. And that has also, I'm like wanting to share my testimony soon. There's no, I'm not like not doing it today because it's like a good or a bad time. I just really felt like, um, talking about the presence of God today because, 
I already wrote down the notes and I just feel like with my testimony, it's going to be like not long as in time, but like I've shared my testimony before. And so it's not painful for me to share it. Um, I think I like when I first came to faith, when I first like met Jesus, that is definitely the beginning of my testimony, but I'm like a firm believer that everybody has like multiple testimonies, you know, because like my, the beginning of my walk with Jesus is important and it was amazing and beautiful and I love to share it. But then in the time I've been a Christian, just like Jesus saving me from so much darkness and, um, um, like lifestyle, lifestyle choices that weren't healthy, friendships that weren't healthy, um, mindsets that I needed to be free from. Like that is also testimony. Like you're, it never stops. Like your testimony does not stop. And so just all that being said, I, um, will probably record that episode next just because I need like a clear mind. I just got back from a run. I'm kind of tired. I saw Barbie today. I don't want to like go into it, but it was like the best movie I've ever seen. I loved it so much. And I was like, not even going to see it because I thought it was about like Barbie and Ken falling in love. And I was like, okay, blah. Like I, no, I just wasn't interested in it. Um, but oh my gosh, (laughs) favorite movie ever. Anyway, hope you saw it. Let's open in prayer. (laughs) Father God, I thank you so much for this platform. Um, just for this opportunity to share with, um, just with a small group of people, God, um, I just pray that this podcast or this episode or other episodes that have been recorded, reach the right people at the right time that you intend it to be, um, listened to by the right people, God. And Lord, I just pray that, um, your words would, um, would flow through me and that even though I have notes open, on the table, God, I just um, surrender this moment, these moments to you, God, and I just want to share your word and glorify you, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that the person on the other side of this podcast is um, just ready to receive from you, even if it's not from my mouth, Lord. I just pray that they are ready to receive. They have open hands and an open heart, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let me start with what happened to me. the other day. Okay. So I, um, am from a church that like the church I'm at not now is very different than where I came from. And I had never really felt the presence of God. And that's not to say, obviously he isn't there because he's everywhere. I just was not tuning into the right radio station and I wasn't quite sure how. Um, it wasn't really taught to me. It wasn't shown to me. I did not grow up in church. And so, um, there was nothing wrong, nothing bad with the churches that I came from. Um, it, it, they're just different. And when I first came to the church I'm at now, the presence of God is irrefutable. Like when you walk in, you don't recognize it at first. Like I can recognize it now that it's been about two years since I've been there. But when I first walked in the door, um, I knew like I felt something. And not only is that a result of the staff praying for every Sunday morning, like constantly praying for the church, but it's also just like the Holy spirit is so welcome there. 
and the Holy Spirit is everywhere, but it's so different when we welcome him in because he's not rude. (laughs) He's not going to break down the door. He wants to be welcomed. He wants to be a part of it. And he wants to be asked to be a part of it. And that was very um, different for me. Not strange. Like, not growing up in church means that I'm pretty open with a lot of things. Like, um, because I don't have, I didn't come into faith like with any jaded. I definitely like had a jaded heart because I was sinful. I mean, very, very sinful. (laughs) Um, my life, just my lifestyle was different. Not saying I'm perfect now by any means, but you know, just like the things that Jesus had to save me from, I've put to bed. I've left it at the bottom of the river. Um, and so there was nothing wrong with those churches, just like where I was, um, like I said, it was just, it was just different, but I didn't have any, um, preconceptions about faith or church necessarily. So I was pretty open to like, whatever it, whatever was taught to me, I kind of accepted. And since then I've definitely had to unravel myself from some false teachings or just try to figure things out on my own, pray over certain things that I was taught that I don't necessarily know are true anymore and just go to the Bible and hold up every belief and every thought to the word just to make sure that I am following the right path and the right instruction um, and things like that. So um, my church is so great with just invitation in general. Um, We have twice a year um, corporate prayer and that is just where we all come together. We pray together, but we pray on our own as well. And uh, I wish I'm probably going to pause this real quick so I can think about the first time I felt the Holy Spirit. And I'm definitely going to have to ask him like when that was, because I probably like, I obviously have felt it before, felt him before without knowing that was what was happening. So like, Um, All that to say that when I've matured in the past few years, like the church that I'm at now has played a significant role in maturing my faith, just the people, the environment, um, the ups and the downs, just (laughs) like teach you um, what church is all about and how to live in community with people that are also trying to live like Jesus and have their own struggles and their own stumbling blocks. And I'm, I can, I can already feel like the soapbox coming up just about like, I'm a huge advocate for like not giving up on your church just because you're dealing with drama. I don't know every situation. I know I've heard of reasons why people have left their church for reasons I wouldn't leave my church. And I've heard reasons why I would leave the church. And that is like a whole separate thing. It's personal. Like it's not a podcast episode by any means, but I'm definitely like not the person to talk to. If you're like, I am dealing with one person in the church that I don't like, and I'm going to leave this church. Like don't come to me with that because I'm not going to support it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) So basically how I prepared for this pod, this episode was I have a journal um, that a friend gave me and I use it for all the, um, the visions and the words that God speaks to me so that 
I can go back. Like they're all in one place. Not saying they all make it there because I definitely have some that are in my journal journal, not just like a notebook. Um, but most of them make it there and that way I can go back and like pray over those or ask for confirmation or write down if I receive confirmation and things like that. And so when I, um, was going through my notebook, it was the very first page and I was writing, um, notes from leaders meeting on a Sunday evening. And the Lord had just said to me, just be silent, like just be still And he said to me, um, unless you have like a specific prayer request, can we just like sit together in silence? And that might sound like weird, but to me, it makes a lot of sense because there are times where I will only pray or come to the Lord when I have something to ask for. Um, not saying those prayers are not filled with gratitude and intentionality, but I was lacking for a long time, just craving to sit in the presence of the Lord without asking anything without, um, without, I don't want to say purpose because the purpose is to be with him, but I mean like ambition, like, I don't know, like an agenda, I guess like here's. I'm grateful. Thank you, Jesus. But here's like a laundry list of things that like I am struggling with. And please don't think that I, that God, that I'm saying that like God did not want to hear those things from me because he does. He cares about every single little detail. But for me, where I was lacking was just like, even just like a couple breaths of quiet and intentionality and instead of just going into, and I would just want to preface, like there's so much grace in this. Like my, what I'm telling you is not like how it could be for everybody. I just know for me that my mind races. I have, it's easy for me to be overcome with anxiety without even know that knowing that's what's happening. I just kind of accept it as like truth, like reality. And then it takes me longer to be like, wait a second. I'm literally just like rolling over for anxiety right now when I could just like the presence of God just offers so much peace and comfort and everything scatters in my brain. Even the good things, like sometimes, sometimes I just want to be quiet in the presence of the Lord and just experience that, like the rain of calm. And when I was when I go into prayer, just talk, 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 talk. And I don't let him talk to me that I don't posture myself to where I can listen. That is also adding to my exhaustion. Like if I'm going into the presence of the Lord because I'm exhausted, because I need his rest, because I need his, his counsel, but all I'm doing is talking and then I hang up the phone and I didn't give him the chance to say anything to me, to offer me anything. Not that he, not that he owes me anything, but his presence alone is enough. And that is what I, what I had said minutes before was I wanted to share my experience in this because it just, I just realized how much I had been taking away from myself and my soul, um, like how much damage, not damage, just like I, w- I just wasn't being helpful to myself or my faith or my relationship with God. 
And so I had felt the Holy Spirit tugging on my heart. Like you really need to, you really need to spend some intentional time with Jesus. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I Bible study every morning. Like, why isn't that enough? Even though I know why it's not enough. Like Bible study is my favorite thing in the world. Like it brings me so much peace. I have so much joy when I read the word of God. And when he just like gives me little insights of things I wouldn't have known before, if I'm rereading things and things like that, like I love spending time with God through Bible study, but I knew again, like I know that the Holy spirit knows. I know that basically what I was doing was my Bible study time was very intentional. It was not like just something to check off my to-do list, but it kind of was at the same time because I would do it in the morning. I have a routine, which is important. I never want to say like your routine isn't important when it comes to like reading the word or praying or whatever that looks like, whatever that is for you. But you know, I would eat my breakfast Bible study and I enjoyed, I had joy, like it fueled me for the day. And then I would just close my Bible and be done. And then it's just like, we need God so much more than just like five or 10 minutes in the morning. And that's not to say that I don't pray and, or talk to him during the day because I do, but it's also like, while I'm working, I'm talking to him while I'm, um, like while I'm reading, I might stop to like pray about something or like when I'm on a run, like I pray, um, and things like that. But there was just something deeper he was calling me into. And I like, was not sure how to access it. And, um, I just, I had these visions of what the Holy spirit wanted of me And I had done it before when Johnny was in um, basic training, I think, or maybe like his schooling. I just turned on worship music and I just like had a little praise party (laughs) with myself and Jesus. I just turned on worship music. I stood and I just like worshiped and sang song to him. Um, And I like, I knew that's what he was calling me to do again, but I was like, I don't know, like, I don't feel like that's any different than me Bible studying or, um, I was just making excuses basically. (laughs) And, um, so, and I know my flesh had a huge part in it. Like my flesh was like making excuses for me. Like, well, you don't need to do that because you already Bible studied or, um, you pray at night and, and whatever. But I, I definitely understand that, um, like the distractions that I had during the day, definitely um it just made me feel like i was talking to god in passing like he like we're passing each other in the hallway and then i wouldn't give him time to respond to me or um just to spend time with me so it was like 2 weeks ago was the first time i did it two or three times um or not two or three times two or three weeks ago and i was like okay like i don't have anything else going on like i need to do this like just see what the Holy Spirit is nudging me toward. Okay. (laughs) I, uh, it just like talking about it makes me emotional because it was the most incredible experience I've ever had. And I will hold that moment close to my heart for the rest of my life. Um, and like I said, there's just something about the first time when you experience something with God, that's just so different. And so, um, I don't know, you just hold it close. You just hold it close. Like you just hold that memory um, near and dear to you. So I turn on worship music and I grab my Bible and I'm like holding my Bible 
actually, no, I don't start out like that. I just turn on worship music and I'm standing and I put my arms, like I just put my hands out and I'm like, Holy spirit. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I know this is how, like how it's going to go. Like I'm going to pray and then I'm going to read scripture and then I'm going to sing and I'm going to be done. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is not what happened at all. I kid you not that this happened in the span of like eight seconds. It was probably longer than that, but it's not how it felt. Um, I put my hands out in front of me and I just closed my eyes and I'm just like, Holy spirit. Like I just welcome you into this moment and I just want to be with you. Like I've, I don't think I've ever said that before and like truly meant it. Like not, not as in like I was meaning not to mean it, but maybe just in the past, I just didn't put as much like energy into it. But I'm, I like truly spoke it to him in that moment. And I was like, Holy spirit, I just want to, I just want to be with you. And like, I just want to be in your presence. Like, I don't want anything else. And I just can't explain what happened, but like my head, I just like rested my head back and I looked up at the ceiling and the tears just came and they did not stop. I worshiped and prayed for probably 45 minutes and I never stopped crying and I know that sounds crazy because I've, I've had people, like I've heard people say that, like I was in the presence of the Lord and I, I couldn't stop crying. And I was like, that's dramatic. Like you definitely did stop crying at some point. Like you were just sniffling. No, I get it now. Like I totally get it. I, I just put my head back. The Holy spirit just like jumped on me and was like, it's like Jesus ran at me and like body slammed me with a hug. That's kind of how it felt. And I had just never, like, I didn't realize how much I needed that love and how much I had been avoiding it by not setting aside inten- intentional time with him. And I just fell to my knees and I just wept. Like, it was just, it was just a buildup of everything I had been going through, whether big or small, it didn't matter, that I just didn't bring to the Lord because maybe I just thought it wasn't important. It wasn't worth praying over. Um, little things can add up in your heart. And in that moment, they just, everything came forward and I just fell to my knees and wept for like, I don't know, like five to eight minutes straight. And then eventually I got up, I was still crying the song changed and I grab my Bible and I start reading from Psalms and anytime that like a specific verse in the Psalm stood out to me about like something I was going through, whether it was like, like a specific one, um, was like when we're in the presence of the Lord, the, he will give us secret counsel. And that's how I felt because I was seeking counsel from God in other ways, but because I wasn't intentional and because I wasn't listening, I didn't receive that secret counsel because I was talking at him. And, um, like that just really hit me when I read that. And so I would read a couple verses and then just pray over that. I would just like speak it to him. If it was something about his greatness or his glory, or his goodness, I would just speak it back to him. I wouldn't read anymore. I would just repeat it out loud. And like, it was just the most incredible evening that I'd had with him. 
and that's that's kind of like what I go back to say about your testimony like that little like that moment is a part of my testimony now because I experienced the presence I've I'd experienced the presence of God and the Holy Spirit before but this was just different like this was a need this was survival <laughs> this was seeking shelter and refuge in him for the first time and it was just it was just incredible and I knew that I wanted to talk about the importance of being in his presence versus just talking to him in passing um, because of what I'd experienced with him. And I think it's really encouraging that we do have to put our flesh aside. And it's not like if it's, it's, it's kind of like if it's easy, everyone would be doing it. And no one would struggle to find God. No one would struggle with a relationship with him if it was easy. But we have so many obstacles like our flesh, our mind, our to-do list, our thoughts, excuses, and things like that. Like all of those things stopped me from doing what I did that night. And they still do. Like just because I had that amazing night, as much as that should have encouraged me to drop everything and do it more often, I still have to wrestle with my flesh. But luckily I have those memories and I have that, I can recall on that feeling that I had with him and be like, I want that again. I don't care if I, I don't care if it brings me to tears again. I don't have to cry for it to be effective. Um, but I just, I just want to feel that presence again. I just want to be with my father. And it's like, it, it feels like coming home for the holidays, you know, like you, you smell familiar smells and you hug familiar people and you, you see faces that you miss and smiles that comfort you and conversations that you love. It's all those things, all those warm, fuzzy things. And you can just have that. Like you don't have to be in church to experience the presence of God. I had that in my living room, like for context, I was literally in my living room on the floor. (laughs) My dog was like staring at me from the couch, making sure I was like Gucci. I was not Gucci. (laughs) I was after though. Um, so I knew that's like why I wanted to record a pod, like an episode like this, because I just wanted to share my experience in it and just encourage you to, um, to seek that intentional time with him. And it can look so different. Like, don't think that the way one person does it is the way you have to do it. But if it encourages you, like give it a try try out somebody else's like we don't all have to be original we don't all have to make up our own like way of doing things for it to be effective like find somebody ask somebody who is strong in their faith or even like weak in their faith like how do you how do you get into the presence of god when you're weak in your faith what do you do when you're strong in your faith um just things like that and that really encouraged me I want to read this scripture that I love. It's Hebrews 10, 19 through 22. Um, Jesus talks about, um, or it talks about how Jesus opened up a way for us to be in the holy of holies, like in his presence. And that just like, it just, it's amazing to me that he, I mean, he tore the veil so that we could do this, so that we could have God, our father, our counselor, literally anywhere, anytime, and we can dwell in his presence. Um, So the verse says, therefore, brothers and sisters, let us draw near with confidence into the throne room of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace when we need help 
So Jesus made it possible for all believers, both then and now, to access a personal relationship with God despite our sins, hallelujah, or our shortcomings so that he can provide assistance wherever needed. And I think that is the scripture that I connect with the most when um, when I think about being in his presence because it's a need so that he can provide for me because he wants to. He wants to provide for you. He wants to bless you. And then I think the other part of it is just like your heart posture because the biggest thing that moment had taught me was that I don't, I, I talked about this in the first, in the episode last week. Um, my favorite song right now is nothing else. And it just talks about like, God, I just want to be in your presence and I'm not here to ask for anything except just time with you. And like, no one does that, you know, like humans, like people we're not just like, can I just, I don't want to like go get something to eat. I don't want to just like, I don't want something from you. I don't want advice. I don't want money. (laughs) Like whatever it is. I just want to like, can we just like chill and like hang out and like talk, you know, like I love friendships like that. You don't, there's like no expectations. There's no, um, no, like nothing that you're striving for, except that I just like miss you. And I just want to hang out with you. Um, we don't have to do anything. Like, let's just hang out. Like what's been going on in your life. And that unlocked a new level of friendship and relationship for me and God, for me and Jesus, um, that I really, really value in this season of my life where I have a lot going on. I have a lot on my mind all the time. And, um, I just feel like I have my hand in a lot of different baskets But I also feel like a lot of hands are in my basket and I've been like slapping those away recently and learning to say no and also just learning how to stand up for myself because that has been like a real struggle because this is, this will like go into my testimony a little bit, but like when I was in college, me standing up for myself was very nasty and vicious. And then I, when I became a Christian, I was like, well, I can't do that anymore. I can't stand up for myself. I just have to like, let people talk about me and let people whatever. And now like, let me say that there's a difference between letting people be wrong about you and then letting people walk all over you. And that's kind of the line I'm, I'm like walking right now. And, um, I don't remember where I was going with that, but it was a good little sidebar. Um, yeah, just needing to be with him and let him talk to you as much as you're talking to him and also talking to him about the little things is something I am still learning to do. Unfortunately, I feel like I've learned this lesson so many times, but I still struggle to be like, just today I was on my run and Johnny might have to come to Florida. Um, late, like we're going on an anniversary trip and he might have to fly down a couple days later than me, which is super unfortunate. And I'm like stressing about it. I start thinking about it on my run. I got like a mile and a half left. It's like a long time to be thinking about something, especially worrying about something. And I just like totally forgot that I've been worrying about it and I have not talked to God about it. And so I just like started praying. I was like, first of all, God, I'm so sorry. I've been stressing out about this and I have not even talked to you about it. And, um, I just told him, I said, I'm going to pray about this deeper later today. 
like tonight, but I just want to bring it to your attention because I'm sorry that I haven't brought it to you sooner because it's been on my mind and on my heart. I think it's really important to remember that God knows that we need him. Um, I love when people say like, you know, God need, well, I don't know if I've heard someone say this specifically, but I think a lot of people think like, well, to make heaven, to make earth as it is in heaven, God needs me to do something. And that's true. I mean, like you, you have a plan and a, I mean, you have a purpose in his plan and he wants to do it with you. Um, and it's better to do it with God because he's like the ultimate storyteller and story weaver. Um, we should want to do things God's way so we don't end up like hurt and like dragged through a cheese grater at the end of our life. <laughs> we want to come out like not smelling like smoke like in Daniel. But um, I like God knows how much we need him. And I feel like I hear him call. Like, I'm more sensitive to him being like, hey, like, I have what you need, and I'm literally offering it to you for free. <laughs> There's not a lot of free things in this life, okay? Um, <laughs> especially now when egg prices are crazy. Um, but he's like, hey, like, I know what you need, and it's literally, it's literally a prayer away. Or maybe, maybe a Bible study away. Maybe a sit down on the kitchen floor away, okay? Because we all have those moments. It's a, it's a phone call away to a friend that you trust who's going to put you back in the right mindset and help you. It's like the thing that, the big, like the larger the thing that we're dealing with in life, the more simple the solution is. And I don't mean the solution as in like it's going to fix the problem. I mean the bigger the mountain, the smaller we should get because it's like like i'm thinking of the thing that is distressing me the most and and like feels like it's impossible to figure out all i have to do and i literally i I literally mean all i have to do is just sit down and call on jesus and i don't care how cliche that sounds like just call like just pray about it that's not what i'm saying at all and even if i was like pray about it like people use that as such like a, like a wave off, like, uh, just pray about it. Um, that's the best and most powerful thing you can do. So thank you. I will do that. I will pray about it, but it's like the bigger our mountain, the easier it should be to make that decision to minimize all of our distractions and just be in the presence of God. Because there's like issues in the middle ground. And then there's like small issues where we just like, meh, like whatever, God doesn't want to hear about it. And like, we shouldn't only be going to God when we're like in struggling the worst, like we're at ground zero, um, like the lowest we've ever been. But those moments are definitely going to happen. And it's like, that should be the first, like the moment you feel anxiety, the moment you feel like you're slipping, the moment you feel angry at somebody or unforgiveness, like that is your first indicator to stop thinking, turn off your brain, find a quiet place and go to the Lord or whatever that looks like for you. It could be calling a mentor, like a Christian mentor that you have. Um, it's just seeking, like not self-seeking, 
but just go. Like, I am such a a victim of myself (laughs) where I will just sit and sulk. I will sit and stew and I'll have my, my wheels turning in my brain. And what is that doing? It's time I could have been in prayer. And if you believe the Bible, here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying comes from Psalm 102, 16 through 17. For the Lord builds up Zion. He appears in his glory. He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. So if you're a Christian and you believe the Bible, because you can't believe just some of the Bible, you believe in everything that the word of God says, the easiest decision you can make is to turn to him, to seek him and to pray. And when it comes to like deciding that, I know it's not easy. I know your flesh is fighting you tooth and nail, but it's the most important thing that we can do for ourselves, for our minds, because he's like, okay, I have, I have a vision or I had a vision. I wrote it down about kind of like what I see and what I relate being in his presence with. So I'm in an airport. Okay. Like imagine you're at an airport, you've already landed. Um, and I'm rolling two suitcases. This is the vision that God had given me. Um, I'm rolling two suitcases behind me. And so I know I've been gone for a while. I mean, I have two suitcases, like I've been gone for longer than a week, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Actually, not obviously because I've ta- okay, never mind. I pack a lot of stuff. Um, okay, so I'm I have two big suitcases. I know I've been gone for a while. I'm looking around because I know Jesus is supposed to welcome me home. So I'm like by the baggage claim. I've already got my baggage claim, and now I'm walking toward the front of the airport to be picked up. And I'm looking for Jesus because I know he's supposed to be there. Um, when I see him. I see him like by the doors and he's just standing there. He's like kind of the only one there and um, he's standing there, but I don't drag my suitcases with me when I see him. I leave them. I just drop them. I leave them in the middle of the room because when I see Jesus, I just start running. I don't even care how valuable my suitcases are. I don't care what's in there. It doesn't matter. I just take off and I run toward Jesus I take off because I'm so happy to be reunited with him. And like, just imagine that that was you in that situation. Like if you haven't been home, if you haven't seen or talked to your mom, your dad, your husband, or your best friend, you'd go back, you'd go back for the luggage, you know, eventually when you see them. Um, (laughs) But like when you see them for the first time standing there, like maybe you see them in a crowd or you turn a corner and you see them when you see their face for the first time in a long, long time, you just go, like you don't think about anything. You just go. Everything just blurs. Everything around you doesn't matter. What you're carrying doesn't matter anymore. You just drop it and you run because nothing, nothing matters more than that moment besides being in their arms and being in the Lord's presence is like that for me. Like nothing else matters. Jesus knows that I brought luggage. Like when I'm going into his presence, he knows I brought luggage. He can see it. He knows. Thing, I have things to talk about, things to ask, things to show him. And he'll deal with it all. Like he, he clocks my luggage. He sees it. He's going to deal with everything. 
But first, first and foremost, he wants to make sure that I know that he will always show up for me in that vision. He will always come and pick me up. He will always be there. I can expect him to be there and he will never disappoint me that his arms are always open and yeah, he sees the baggage. Like I said, he sees the luggage that he's got (laughs) to, that he's got to shove in the back of his car. And I told Johnny about this vision. And so I asked him, I said, I said, um, what do you think Jesus would drive if he was like here today and he drove cars? I said, (laughs) what vehicle would Jesus drive? And he said he would drive a Honda van so that he could carry all the disciples around with him. And I was like, that checks out, you know, it's like durable and big, you know, for all 12. (laughs) So we can just imagine that. But um, to me, that's what it's like, at least in part of what I love about the presence of God. And that's why I crave it. Um, I talked to a friend about like this season of my life where I literally felt dehydrated and it was not a physical dehydration. It was spiritual where I felt like, like the Holy spirit was relating it to me as in, I had not had like a fresh glass of water for a long, long time. And I, I just like, or maybe I went out, I went around, went about my whole day without hydrating and my body was like, yo, it's time. Like your mouth, like we're, we need fluid now. And that's how the Holy Spirit related it to me. Like, you are thirsting for the living water. Like the woman at the well story. Um, and she was like, I really want to get to that point where I'm craving it. And I'm like, you will. It, it happens. Like, our, we were made to be with God. And we were made to want to be with him and to seek him. And so I know when I start to really thirst for that... Um, for that, something in my life, like has been turning my eyes from God. Like when I start craving it like that, like it's a, it's a thirst, it's a need. I know that there has been a lot of maybe spiritual warfare, maybe stress, maybe things I'm not praying over that I'm letting slip through the door. Um, and that I've been letting those things turn my eyes from God. And there's something I really need to pay attention to and hear clearly that I will only hear clearly, clearly in the presence, in his presence. And so like both things can be true. Like I could be craving it because I haven't been in his presence enough, but I also think that's like his calling to me where he's like, I have something I need to tell you and I really need you to listen. Or God sees, you know, like God sees more than we do. He's, he sees beginning and end and like his vision is just 2020. And so like, I mean by what I mean by that is I'm letting too much pile up in my heart. And he's saying that you don't have to carry all that alone. And that's why he's here. All my issues shrink when he increases. So I think this verse, so it's Deuteronomy 31, six, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord, your God who goes before you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And I love that verse so much, like Jeremiah um, 26 or 29, 11. Like, I love that, like, God has a plan for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's so encouraging. Um, I think for me, like, the enemy knows scripture more than 
most of us do. Like he knows the word of God. I don't want to give him credit, but we do know like that's true. And what I'm saying is that don't let like don't let your flesh use scripture as an excuse to not be with God. And I know that sounds nuts, but let me explain like my experience with that. When I hear he will never leave you or forsake you, it is so encouraging to like remind myself of that. But I think when I was like um, fighting with myself to like have those deep, intimate moments with God and the quiet, you know, the quiet time putting away all my distractions, I would be like, well, I'm always in God's presence. Well, I'm all, he's always here. I'm never not in his presence. So why do I have to make it? Why do I have to make an effort? Why do I have to set aside time if I'm always in his presence? Like that is just something that I would tell myself or like my brain would like or my flesh would convince me like well I'm always there he's always around me so like why do I have to set aside this intentional time but I also want to encourage you with this um psalm 63 1 through 3 says oh god you are my god earnestly I seek you my soul thirsts for you my flesh faints for your presence in a dry and weary land where there is no water so I have looked upon you in the sanctuary beholding your power and glory and like that just the first part of that earnestly I seek you is when we like just when we're just like well I'm always in in the presence of God like he's always with me and that's true I'm not like diminishing that that's so true and that's a that's like what Jesus died for so we could have that and also seeking God has to be intentional on our part And like I said before, like this is a very grace-filled podcast and I'm not saying any of this to point fingers that I'm explaining how like my own stumbling blocks and sharing that because I think it's a real struggle that we have and it will prevent us from going to God and being in his presence like like just you and him, me and him. And having that one-on-one time, like your like your weekly coffee date, you know, but it should be more than weekly. <laughs> um, but earnestly, I seek you. Earnestly is not half-hearted. Earnestly is not lazily or begrudgingly. Earnestly is like like the rest of it says, or the um, verse right after that. My soul thirsts for you. If my soul is truly thirsting for the Lord, I'm not just like crawling like lazily to his presence. I'm like, I need it. I don't know what else to do without it. I don't know. I don't want, first of all, I don't want any anyone's counsel before I have the Lord's counsel. I don't want to know the opinions of those around me before I hear the opinion of my God. And that like I said, is just, I guess I'm kind of coming at this as I just want everyone to be aware or reminded that it's going to be, like I said before, you will have to fight some hurdles when it comes to your flesh, because like your flesh is not going to want you to be in the presence of God and the enemy isn't either. But honestly, that should give you even more of encouragement to do it because it's like, if I can make the enemy mad or like remind him of my authority in Jesus. I want to do whatever that is for sure. I want to make sure that he is reminded that I am 
that he is trespassing on territory that is not his, that does not belong to him, and that I belong to Jesus. And as many times as you can remind the enemy of that, please take that opportunity. <laughs> please take that opportunity. And um, reading your Bible, worshiping God in your, in your highs and your lows and the little and the big things, all of that puts the enemy where he belongs. And that is far, far away from you. And that also reminds you that God is the only one in control who writes our stories, who can give us the most sound, perfect advice. And he, you can hear him like plain as day if you listen. And I think sometimes um, when we like want to hear from God, we doubt that we can hear him or, okay, well, I... I heard from him, but I'm not sure if it was him. Is it my thoughts? Is it my conscious? Is it, is it what I want? That sort of thing um, that can discourage us from going into the presence of God because we're like, I don't know what I'm going to hear or I don't know what I'm listening for. The Holy Spirit will tell you. He will show you. You will feel it. I know it's not as simple as that, but for me, I had those same fears and I still sometimes do. I'm like, even though I've heard from God so many times, and so clearly, I still will be like, mm, I don't know if that was God. Like, yeah, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know. Um, and so I just, I just pray that this, um, me sharing this little bit is encouraging for you to either have a routine where, yeah, like, even if it's like once or twice a week where you're, you're spending more than just like 15 or 20 min minutes in the presence of God, like you're, like you're shutting down all your devices, you're getting, you're pushing away all distractions and you are just asking him to be with you. And all the other things are important. Bible study, night, like morning prayer, nightly prayer, praying with your spouse or, or your significant other, um, being in community, going to church, like all these things create this like perfect, I don't want to say perfect, this well-rounded life with Jesus where we can spice things up if we want to. Like for me, like that worship night for myself and him, that, that was spicing things up for me. And I wanted to do that more often. I don't want to get caught in the mundane in my faith. Um, there's a lot of seasons where that's going to happen. And I just don't feel like that's my season where I'm just on like faith is on the back burner or like I'm just Bible studying. Um, I don't want to say just Bible studying, like it's a bad thing, but like, that's the only thing I'm doing. Or like, I'm only saying a quick prayer in the morning or in the evening. Like I want to do all the things like I want to dedicate and surrender my life to God in any way I can. And I just hope that this episode just encourages you to figure out what that looks like. What is the Holy Spirit nudging you to step out and do um you can journal that or just think about it to yourself um have you felt the holy spirit nudging you to step out either in community like to seek community to seek friendships or to back off a little bit because for me it was a back off like our culture talks a lot about being the main character like having main character energy and i tr i truly feel like the Holy Spirit is like, I need you to just be a background character. I need you to be a background dancer, a backup dancer this season. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm totally fine with that. Like, I'm okay with that. I am like, 
we are just, it's easy to seek like boss babe energy or, um, strong independent woman. I feel like no one says that anymore. Um, but it's like so easy to just hustle, hustle, strive, strive and, and reach and try. And like, sometimes God just wants you to like chill and rest because he has something else coming where you're going to need the refresh. And I feel like that's what he was asking me to do when he said, just be silent. Let me fill you up. Let me like, let me do something that you have been pushing away because you don't want to sit still for long enough because you feel like your to-do list is more important than spending time with me. And something I love, like, I forget who said it in my church, but some, oh, I think it was just our head pastor. He said, if you can't spend like more than an hour with Jesus on earth, you're going to have a really, really hard time doing that in heaven because that's all we do. That's all we get to do is praise Jesus and worship God. Like that's all we get to do. And if you can't do that for more than 15, 20 minutes here, you're going to have a little bit of a culture shock in heaven. Um, and I just think there's, there's a lot of ways that we can bring in um, spending more quality and intentional time with him. And like I said, from the beginning that this is still something I am working on. I'm not coming to you. I'm not reporting to you on the other side. Like I have it all figured out. I think it's important to talk about it when we're going through things. And it's also like healing. Like I'm working through this as I'm talking and I'm like new ideas are coming to me and new revelation is coming to me as I'm speaking. Um, and just listening to the Lord in, in these moments. And it's just, it's incredible. And God, I like never, never think that God, that you've learned enough about God. I had a friend, I said that too, because she's been a Christian since she was very, very little. And she was kind of struggling in her faith a little bit, like with complacency. And I just felt like the Lord had told me to tell her to never feel like you have seen all God can do never feel like God has said enough, like said all he needs to say, has done all he needs to do in your life because you wouldn't be here if that's true. Never feel like you've learned, even if you've read the Bible cover to cover, there, you still haven't learned everything about God. You, he's still not done showing you things. He's still not done using you in the most incredible ways. And, and I just feel like that might've been for somebody else. That word might've been for somebody else as well. Um, there's there's so much depth to the presence of God, to Jesus, to his mercy, to his grace, to his plans for your life. And, um, yeah, I think just getting a new, like a fresh fire for working with and for the Lord is what we need sometimes. Um, most of the time actually, (laughs) but, um, that is all I have for this episode. I hope you got, maybe just a little, little nugget out of it. If anything, (laughs) um, I wanted to plug Hosanna revival really fast. Um, Hosanna revival is where I get all my Bibles from and a lot of my devotionals according to their website, because they explain it so much better than I do. Um, they create beautiful Bibles to inspire and excite people about engaging in scripture. And that is absolutely true they have, um, helped me grow in my faith and learning in the word, like 
unpacking the word and they do they absolutely create the most gorgeous bibles and they're all note-taking bibles so there's plenty of room inside um like on the margins and things like that but they also have devotionals and books that are absolutely amazing and they have a blog which i love um so if you want a 10 percent off discount code um for anything in their store it's shelby lynn york and you can use that at their store just not on sale items unfortunately um and then if you want to follow me on instagram it's at shelby lynn york i'm on instagram and tiktok and yeah i hope you guys have a great weekend these uh yeah i'm still keeping these on friday so i hope you guys have a great weekend and a safe weekend and i can't wait to um, talk to you again next week i think i'm sharing my testimony and that'll be really exciting because i don't think i've done that on the podcast yet um or really like in a formal not that this is definitely not formal but like not really in a like start to finish i don't think i've ever told my testimony start to finish i'm really excited about that so i hope to see you or I hope to chat with you guys <laughs> then. Um, yeah, I hope you guys have a blessed day and a blessed weekend and be kind to each other.